Welcome to episode 176 of the MCU Fan Show. My name is Sean Gerber. In just a bit, I will be joined by Paul Herman. And for this episode and the next several episodes, as far as I can tell, we're going to be breaking down all of the Marvel Studios news that came out of the Disney Investor Day 2020 this past week. Marvel Studios revealed and announced way more than we anticipated. And frankly, it's just too much to fit into one episode. Or we could try, but then there's just no way to be able to do that and give every trailer and every announcement the amount of focus and attention and insight and analysis that they all deserve because this is just so much good stuff coming our way. And we want to examine all of it in detail as we love to do on this show. And really, because we've been starved for Marvel news for most of this year, there's really no need to consume all of this all at once. So what you are going to see over the next couple of weeks is every two or three days, there's going to be a new show. And we're going to be breaking down another aspect, another piece of that Disney Investor Day 2020. So what you're going to hear in this episode is going to be our overall thoughts to the overwhelming amount of information that we received. And then we're going to break down the latest trailer for WandaVision, Later this week, there will be additional episodes of MCU Fan Show. You're going to hear us talking about the trailer for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as well as the trailer for Loki. And then as time goes on in these next couple of weeks ahead of us, you're going to hear us breaking down the What If trailer, as well as the many announcements that Marvel Studios president and Marvel chief creative officer Kevin Feige made with new Disney Plus series, as well as feature films. There's just a lot, and there's still Spider-Man 3 news that we have to catch up on that wasn't even really part of the Disney Investor Day. So there's a lot for us to talk about, and we are going to take our time to go over it, as I said, in detail. Now, before we get to the conversation that Paul and I had about the WandaVision trailer and our overall thoughts on Disney Investor Day 2020, I think now's a good time to at least update where things stand with Marvel Studios' MCU slate because it's pretty massive. It has grown quite a bit from what we knew that it was when we first heard about the Phase 4 slate back at Comic-Con in July of 2019. There is so much that has been added and so many dates that have changed, and some release dates have changed again. So let's go ahead and let's just run through everything that's on the way, because while 2020 was the first year since 2009 in which we did not get and we will not get a new MCU story, the next few years will more than make up for that, beginning with 2021, where there is so much Marvel headed our way. So let's run through the whole list. There are currently 25 Marvel Studios projects that have been announced as of Disney Investor Day 2020. I'm going to start by listing the projects that have either a specific or at least an approximate release date, followed by the projects that have no specific release date information at this time. So we will begin. The MCU will return with WandaVision on Disney Plus January 15th, 2021, followed by The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, also on Disney Plus March 19th of next year. Then we have Black Widow, still currently slated for theaters on May 7th of 2021. And then sometime that same month, we will see Loki on Disney+. And then on July 9th of 2021, we will see Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, currently slated for theaters, exclusively in theaters as of right now. And then also in the summer of 2021, we will see Marvel Studios' first animated series, What If, on Disney+. Plus. In late 2021, there are two Marvel Studios Disney Plus series on the way, Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. On November 5th of 2021, currently scheduled to be in theaters, we have Marvel Studios Eternals, and then we have Spider-Man 3, 
which Marvel Studios is producing right now, and it will be distributed by Sony Pictures, although Disney has a 30% share of that film. Spider-Man 3, currently slated for theatrical release December 17th of 2021. And then the next theatrical release from Marvel Studios will be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness on March 25th of 2022, followed by Thor Love and Thunder on May 6th of 2022. It was previously slated for February of 2022. It's moved back to May. And the reason for that is we do have a slight delay to Black Panther 2. That was previously May 6th, 2022. It is now July 8th. So we see that movie uh, moving back a couple of months. Kevin Feige did confirm that the role of T'Challa slash Black Panther will not be recast after the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Captain Marvel 2 previously had that July 8th, 2022 release date. It's now scheduled for theatrical release on November 11th of 2022. And then we have a Disney Plus special, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, scheduled to premiere on Disney Plus during the 2022 holiday season. Then that will be followed by Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in theaters sometime in 2023. There are other films that have no specific or approximate release date that were part of the presentation, part of the Disney Investor Day. Blade, which was originally announced, starring two-time Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali, That was originally announced during Comic-Con of 2019. We still don't have a specific or approximate release date for that film. Presumably, it will be out sometime in 2022 or perhaps 2023. It's worth noting that Blade was listed ahead of Captain Marvel 2 in the press release for all of Marvel Studios' announcements during the Disney Investor Day. And a lot of that was listed in chronological order by release date. So maybe there's at least a tentative idea that Blade will come out sometime in between July 8th and November 11th of 2022. I don't know that we can really bank on it, but that was how they laid it out in the press release. But Blade isn't too far away. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, we've known there was a third Ant-Man film. We know that Peyton Reed is back, and there's a lot of things that we've heard about that particular film. We don't have any specific release date for it, but presumably sometime in 2023. And then Kevin Feige also announced officially Fantastic Four is on the MCU slate. No specific or approximate release date, but we do know that it's going to be John Watts, who's been directing the Spider-Man films for Marvel Studios. He will be directing Fantastic Four, and that movie presumably will be in theaters sometime in 2023 or perhaps 2024. There are also a number of Disney Plus series that still do not have approximate release dates, but they're probably not that far off. We have She-Hulk, which we already knew about, as well as Moon Knight. Those will probably be out sometime in 2022, but then there are series we didn't know about. We have Secret Invasion, starring Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as Talos. We knew that there was a Nick Fury series on the way. This is what it is. It's not just a Nick Fury series. It's not just a Nick Fury show. It's a team up with Talos and maybe some other characters in Secret Invasion. There were three additional Marvel Studios Disney Plus series that were announced. Ironheart, featuring the character of Riri Williams, who will be played by Dominique Thorne. That's coming to Disney Plus, as is Armor Wars, a series that will star... Don Cheadle reprising the role of James Rhodes, a.k.a. Rhodey, a.k.a. War Machine. There is also going to be a short series, I Am Groot, on Disney+. Plus. So that's 25 Marvel Studios projects headed our way over the next few years. It's going to be a really fun time to be talking about Marvel here on the MCU Fan Show. And that continues right now as Paul and I share our overall thoughts on Disney Investor Day as well as our reaction to the latest trailer for WandaVision. Here's our conversation. 
All right, Paul. So before we talk about the latest trailer for WandaVision, I want to get your thoughts on just the day itself for Disney Investor Day as it pertains to Marvel. I mean, if we went through all of it with Marvel and Star Wars, we would be here forever. This is already going to be a number of episodes. And as we're recording this, I don't know how many episodes this is going to turn into just talking about all of the Marvel stuff. But I just know for my own experience on Thursday, I was busy at work. I had just a second to kind of check in and look at WandaVision as they were sharing a new poster and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then I had to step away from it. And when I came back, like there was just this flood of information from Marvel Studios. Yeah. I was completely overwhelmed. It took me all the way until the next day. I mean, when I got home from work that night, I was trying to keep up with it, and I felt like I had it all, and, and I I actually did. I was able to catch up with right. everything they announced, but even now as we're recording a few days later, I still feel like I'm missing something because there was yes. so much. I feel like it's impossible for me to have uh, to have caught every single piece of it. I was just overwhelmed by how much Marvel Studios and how much Kevin Feige was willing to put out there. Yeah, it was Thursday. It was insane. I knew there was going to be announcements, or at least I had heard for Star Wars stuff, and that's what I was mostly expecting. I thought there might be a few Marvel announcements, and then the flood of not just Star Wars, not just Marvel, but everything. I mean, there was the Alien announcement, and it was just like, what? I couldn't keep up with everything. When I drove home from work that day, because I couldn't, my old job, I was able to like just get on my phone whenever I wanted to and just kind of do my thing, but here now, I, I can't do that. And it was really unfortunate because just everything that was going on was insane. And so on the way home, I called our buddy Chris Clow and uh, I said, you need to break this all down for me because my head is spinning. And it was literally spinning. And he went through all the Star Wars and all the Marvel announcements with me. And, you know, it's it's one thing to have one of those mega franchises to be your, your you know, a huge passion of yours. And it's, it, it's a lot just in one. Having two like Marvel and Star Wars for me was just it was too much. I'll be honest. It was too much and not in a bad way, but it's just too much in a way where I could not focus. I could not. And everyone who listens to the show knows, you know, my brain, my ADD brain can go all over the place and lose my thoughts here and there. But imagine trying to process this on the way home driving it, it literally. I'm not being serious. It was hard because I'm like, I can't think like this is too much. And a lot of amazing announcements and, and pertaining to Marvel specifically, it was I, I went into this investor thinking strictly just mainly Star Wars. And then I came out with Star Wars, but yet a crap load of Marvel that I was not expecting, obviously. And I was blown away, like you were kind of talking about, Sean, that what Kevin pretty much allowed for us to know that's coming. And it's a lot. And mm-hmm. I was frankly really, really surprised on a lot of different things. Um, not just like, you know, fun announcements, but just what the type of announcements we got. The fact that how many Disney plus series that are coming out, what, how many movies are still coming out, how much they've been pushed out, et cetera, et cetera. It's really fascinating as we're seeing the landscape of the entertainment industry kind of totally change over. And it's, and again, I, I don't, I hope and pray that theaters don't disappear. It doesn't appear that way, but um, but definitely it's changing. That is without a doubt, obviously. And it's fascinating to see the, uh, with, with a pioneer like Kevin Feige. And I, I call him a pioneer because I think, I think what he's done to, um, these franchises has made it even more, uh, in, you know, 
obviously money making or whatever profits, whatever uh, I'm trying to say, but he's changed the game and how you tell those stories. And, and now with someone like him at the helm of this epic change that we're probably going to be going through with Disney plus and, and theaters and all that stuff. It's interesting to see what his game plan is. And I, you see it and it's, Honestly, it's refreshing because I think it feels like a very much a combination of the two entities kind of coexisting for the betterment of each other. And I think that to me is what is really exciting as a fan of these uh, of these characters and everything, because I feel that they're this is something we can definitely all benefit from. And I think having great television television series like we're getting and great movies like we're going to be getting it just only makes sense to have them coexist and work off of each other, not have one be the dominant one, but have them coexist together and work together. And it's almost like a conveyor belt. I don't like to use that analogy. That seems like cookie cutter. That's kind of what I, I think I can, I look at to it as because each one is doing the job that's going to feed the other and it just keeps going and going and rotates. And I think that to me is what, gets me excited about what all these announcements is. It feels like the Disney plus series, which we already knew were going to be a huge thing. It very much it's, it's there are as important as the films. And I think that's important for, uh, I think the industry going forward. So it's, a. Uh, this is again without the again my favorite parts are the obviously the the stories and the characters that read the comics mm-hmm. and all that stuff but i think on, on on the more meta bigger level this stuff is also extremely fascinating right now which isn't always it's more your thing than my thing but right now even me i can't help but be just really just just you know uh, fascinated by the, the turn the turn of events and what we're going to be getting in the next uh, three four years Absolutely. And we will definitely get to a part where we talk in more detail about the business side of it and just the the bigger picture of everything that's Mm -hmm. going on. But one of my biggest takeaways was even though we know things are changing and, and certainly still love going to movie theaters, and I don't think movie theaters are going away completely. I just don't believe that even if it does change certain things as far as how long certain movies may be exclusive to theaters or whether they are exclusive at all. I think a lot of that stuff remains to be seen. And even for Disney, while they talked about Marvel movies still being in theaters, they also have said repeatedly that they're going to part of the reason why they've separated their content creation and their distribution side of the business is so that the distribution side can be a little more nimble and figure out what's the best way to distribute this piece of content, whether it's a movie or a series, although most likely it's going to be a movie. If it's a series, it's going to Disney+. Plus. What's going to be the most effective way we can do that right now? And it's not a one-size-fits-all approach to things. It's going to be based on market conditions at that time, as well as that particular story that's being told and how they can best commercialize that piece of entertainment. So I I think before I... Now I'm just going down that rabbit hole and I should stop. But (laughs) I think the main thing, though... Well, no, the main takeaway for me, though, is that Whatever happens, it's going to be okay. Because think about yes. the the point that we've just wanted to see Black Widow this whole time and not been able to this year because it's been delayed for all the obvious reasons that we're all aware of. And it's they did not move it up. That's not part of that was not part of Disney Investor Day. They did not announce premiere access for Black Widow. It's still in theaters May 7th. Now they did announce premiere access at the same time as theaters for their next film, the big animated film Raya and the Last Dragon. 
So maybe they ultimately decide to announce something like that for Black Widow. I think that option is still on the table. But the bigger point for me was that when I saw these trailers for WandaVision, I mean, we already had a trailer for WandaVision, but seeing the latest one, seeing the trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we're going to talk about, seeing the trailer for Loki, which we're also going to talk about, I didn't feel, at at that point, it took the pressure off of getting Marvel movies back in theaters for me, because Mm -hmm. these look as big and epic and fun and entertaining and thrilling as the movies we've been seeing on the big screen And I also see in these series them doing things that they probably wouldn't be able to do on the big screen by being able to tell longer form stories in this. And so knowing that we're going to get WandaVision on January 15th, Falcon and Winter Soldier on March 19th, and then we're going to get Loki sometime in May, even if Black Widow gets pushed back again, and I don't want that to happen, but Mm -hmm. even if that happened, we're going to get on like 18 different Friday nights for these series being six episodes apiece, That's 18 Friday nights with a brand new chapter of the MCU within the first half of this year. And that, to me, is really exciting, especially when we see the quality of the storytelling and the production value that's being presented here with these Marvel series, because I don't feel like they're missing a beat. When I'm watching these trailers, I'm not thinking, oh, that's where the Disney Plus budget is different than the movie budget. I'm not seeing that. Like, they are spending some big money. And I know... If you broke it down as the amount of money they're spending per minute of screen time, a movie would still be more expensive. But they're finding a way to make sure every dollar they spend on these series is showing up on screen. Uh, and that was something that made me feel really confident in this new era as a Marvel fan. But but then also, as you mentioned, the interconnectivity of it all. And, and Feige stressed that multiple times during his part of the Investor Day presentation Uh, about the interconnected nature of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And these series are going to be tying directly into movies, not things being mentioned offhand, not talking about the incident or anything like that, really driving and and being a part of the larger narrative within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so knowing that that these series are going to have that value in the MCU, that they are going to have that role in the MCU, while also, of course, being their own great standalone stories. I'm just, I I was overwhelmed by how great it all looked and just how much we were getting. And uh, as you mentioned, like you were driving home, I I couldn't, I didn't want to drive because I, when, uh, you know, I'm working on a show right now and when we wrapped for the day, I just went to my car and I just watched everything on my phone and I scrolled through everything and and I was just I I just couldn't it was really hard to even comprehend all of what all of what had happened and all of what had been announced but then I was able to talk it out with some pals on our Patreon exclusive Discord uh we were chatting about it and just reacting to the news and it kind of felt like I mean it, the the closest I could think of that experience was kind of like Comic-Con in 2019 where we had all of those announcements Uh, And then also got to chat about it on the Discord as well there. But, I mean, the only thing, my only knock on Disney Investor Day is I hate that it was called Disney Investor Day. Like, DC Fandom, way better name. Um, Seriously, yeah. And and I appreciate that it was for investors and they discuss financials and all of that stuff. Um, And regardless of the name, they, they brought it with all the stuff they were willing to show and all the stuff that they were willing to announce. And so uh, I was thrilled by it. And I'm just... I can't believe how fortunate we are to to be having the MCU. And, and I think it was also a really great reminder of just how much I've missed the MCU this year. I mean, I've been watching Marvel movies, you know, uh, and revisiting them all year. It's not like I'm not experiencing the MCU, but mm-hmm. getting new MCU stories, 
it's certainly not the most important thing in the world, and there are bigger things that have been happening, and I don't discount mm -hmm. any of that, but this is one of the bigger sources of joy in my life, certainly within the realm of entertainment. It's the biggest source of joy in my life, and mm -hmm. I have missed having it. I have missed being able to experience it as a viewer. I have missed being able to talk about it and talk about it in a way that doesn't have the undercurrent of we're talking about all this stuff, but we have no idea when we'll see it. Like we know when we're seeing a lot of these things now. We have release mm -hmm. dates. We know that production has been going on again. They've been able to make these shows, keep making movies. So the MCU is almost back. It will be back in just a handful of weeks. And uh, and I really need it. And I, I really needed what we got on Thursday night and to just have that pure excitement uh, around the MCU again. So it was a great, uh, even though I had to play catch up with it, it didn't matter. Uh, you know, having to play catch up for a little while in my car uh, was mm -hmm. just uh, was just as exciting to me and being able to just know that we have so many wonderful things coming our way, including WandaVision. So yes, let's talk about this latest trailer that we got for WandaVision. I'm curious your thoughts on this, Paul. Hmm. I was very, very happy with what I saw, and it looked impressive and cool and weird and fun and, and all the things that we say about WandaVision. Yes. I am... Some, I, I'll hold for the, the possibility of red herrings here. Yes. I thought they started tipping the hand a bit too much. Hmm. Because, you know, we the last time we talked about a WandaVision trailer a few months ago, we were both right. kind of in agreement of, like, we don't need another trailer. Like... Yeah, yeah. We exactly. have no idea what this is. Um, although, speak, I mean, it's obvious you would drop a new trailer because you have this Disney Investor Day. So I'm not criticizing having a new trailer. My right. one knock on this trailer, and and it won't, it will be irrelevant if it ultimately proves to be, you know, not tipping the hand at all. But I'm a little worried that they did it too much. I'll explain why uh, as we go on. But actually, before I have you answer the question, Paul, I just want to give a tip of the cap to one of our patrons and somebody who's been on this show, David Rosen who noticed after the set when they released they started releasing WandaVision trailers last or I'm sorry posters last week and by the time they released the second poster he was the first one to throw out that I saw anyway who threw out the idea oh what if they do a poster for each different decade that they're doing for these sitcoms oh, and wow. so I thought huh that's interesting and then I did the math in my head and I was like wait a minute if they do cuz they started on Friday I'm like if they do six different posters the last for each decade or whatever, all the way from the 50s to the 2000s, if they did that, they would have a poster that would be, they would have the 2000s poster dropping on Wednesday, and then Thursday is the investor day, right on time for what we would think would be a new trailer. So again, tip of the cap for David Rosen for noticing that trend uh, as quickly as anyone could, and uh, you know, was certainly one of the biggest clues I got uh, with the idea that another trailer uh, was on the way. Um, but anyway, Paul, getting back to that idea, do you feel coming off of this trailer that you know too much? Because I'm I'm worried that we might. I think a little bit. I think there's – the red herrings could still be there. And I think that there's still a lot we could – you know, we'll find out about this. But I will say that even though you can kind of guess a little more of what's happening, I still think there's – it's still weird enough to me. It's still kind of just – it's such a bizarre, different thing to, for the MCU to do in general that I'm still okay with it. I mean, the MCU for me and for and for you and for a lot of people, this is not stuff that we've we can really guess usually what's going on. 
what because we know the stories or, or whatever, right? There's not really a lot of surprises. That being said, we, the reason why, like for me, that I love a lot of this stuff is to see it on screen for the first time, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, all that being said, seeing a little bit of what kind of is going on, obviously, but to me, it kind of almost makes it even more interesting a little bit because for me, what at least I'm getting out of this is it seems like obviously Wanda is, it's everything is happening at the same time. At least that's what I'm getting at from the trailer. But like her, her mind is just kind of going through different decades. So everything is still happening, but it's all in, you know, a different part of her brain or a different aspect of, of what's going on, just change ever changing. And for whatever reason, I don't really know exactly. That's where maybe, maybe, you know, more, but like for me, it's, it seems like she's altering it still. So, Mm-hmm. So for me, the, her being the central focus of this is, I don't know, it, it, I, I love it. I love the fact that, that Wanda's getting this really bizarre take because, like I said, I've always said, in the comic book, she's always been this really weird written character. And, and a lot of writers just don't know what to do with her. And now with, I think, I, honestly, the MCU probably knows the best to do with her ever. And, and that's what's really cool. And I think that in the show you this these trailers we've got especially with this new one you kind of see like the emotional depth that she has um with vision and what you can do with that in this trailer and how how interesting and bizarre and cool that can be so initially watching this trailer which i'll I'll fully admit right here i didn't even know we got one for a while because it was just like i just everything was so much going on i was like oh crap there was a new wanda trailer came out so but watching it it, it, it just left me thinking, okay, I, I see, I understand a little more what's going on, which is fine. I think, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to know more as long as it's still interesting and in a bizarre, cause that's what I, that's what I'm here for. I don't want it to turn into all of a sudden a third act, you know, shoot, you know, all of a sudden one is taking on an army of soldiers or something like that, which I'm a little, I, I will say I'm a little worried about that. Maybe yeah, still the vision line of like, let's fight for it. Yeah, I do worry about that a little bit, but I do think that there's, I think there's something more going on besides mm-hmm. that even. So I think, so I think we're safe. So everything is, is kind of, it, it's mostly what I was, I was assuming we're going to get in, in some, again, I'm not saying like, I already have this figured out. Like, I'm not saying that, but I, I assumed a couple things and, and they've kind of gone that way. The one thing I didn't see coming, though they hinted it, they hinted, they showed us was her creating the stone. I didn't even think about that. And that was like, whoa, wait a minute. So, cause I, cause to me, I thought vision, was, and again, again, I know vision's powered by the stone, but mm-hmm. in the comics, he's not. So right. seeing him alive again was like, that's cool. Like, I, I get it. They'll figure that out. Like, I wasn't worried about that aspect of it, but now that she created the stone again, I went, oh, okay. Like that's a, Oh, okay. Like that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And so but I think is she creating that or is she imagining creating that? See, I don't see. And this is, but this is where, this is the word that I think the influence from the comic books comes into play mm. because it's playing on the idea of what, what reality is, is wanted dealing with right now. And right. I think, and, and to be honest, if I, this is where, this is where it's exciting for me. Cause this, this is where I don't know where they're going to go is I think it is real. Because if we're getting what we're getting with the Young Avengers in the future, then I think this this is one hundred percent a stone. Because she's got to be powerful enough to generate these kids into existence. 
So if she has to do that, like there's no, and they've already kind of established that she could um, destroy the, uh, an infinity stone, then she should have the power to bring it back. So that's my take on that. But yeah, this, again, this is not going to be, I think an action packed series, but if the, if an episode like the Mandalorian gave us this last week with the, the believer, which wasn't necessarily an action packed episode, uh, I still loved it for the character work that it gave us. So I'm all for it. If it gave me episodes like that, then I think this is going to be a special series. And again, a different kind of series, which I think is, is much needed in the MCU. So yeah, I'm all in. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't all in on the series initially just outright. I mean, I was only interested on the peripheral, like, oh, okay, this will be interesting because it's different, but seeing it more played out, I'm getting more and more excited for it. And maybe it's just also because we need more MCU and I'm getting, I'm, yeah, I'm missing yeah. like crazy. I, mean, I don't know. It's first up no matter what. So yeah, right, right, um, right. there is that, but no, I've always been, this has been, uh, well, I, again, I don't use the phrase most anticipated even when asked, but for most intrigued, this has been the one for me on the Disney plus side of things because I just, from the very beginning, just never knew exactly what it would be. And I still don't. And I think that's part of what I enjoy about the series when I say maybe they're tipping the hand too much, the examples that kind of stand out to me, I, I mentioned the vision line, like this is our home, let's fight for it. I, it's not that it's a bad thing if they have a big kind of third act MCU battle, but you know that's pointing kind of toward what maybe a resolution might be for the story. But the bigger things for me were uh, the opening scene of the trailer with Agnes and Wanda where Agnes asks her, you know, what's like a, what's a single woman like you doing here? And she says, I, I assure you, I am married to a man, you know, a human one. And then vision comes into it. So I'm like, okay, so Wanda is creating vision because somebody's, uh, and it, it certainly points to the idea that Agnes is behind this and manipulating this somehow, because if Agnes is asking these questions, you know, she knows why, and she knows the answers to these questions. She knows that vision is dead as we established in the previous trailer. So, it points to Agnes a, a bit being either the master manipulator behind all this or certainly a big part of it. And then also as, as it relates to Wanda, it's like, okay, so she is sort of bringing vision into this. That's part of Wanda. You know, that, that is part of it. Now, the other thing that I felt was tipping the hand too much was the, that radio message. And I don't know if that's Jimmy Woo or if it's somebody else, cause the audio is kind of distorted. It's hard to tell, but you know, Wanda, do you read me? Who's doing this to you? And these are ideas that we've talked about before and speculated on. Is Wanda the one creating Vision? Is she doing all of this herself or is somebody else manipulating her, you know, almost using her own powers against her? Because, you know, when we transition from black and white to color, that's not a conscious thing that Wanda is doing. She's experiencing it in a similar fashion to Vision. She's just kind of discovering it uh, as it's happening, which means that she's not fully in control of this environment. So we don't know entirely what this is. And, and so that's why when I say I'm worried it's tipping the hand too much, if these ultimately prove to be the kind of, uh, you know, obvious answers or whatever it yeah. is, then, you know, that's the thing that I could end up being, you know, potentially a little worried about if we if we if it ultimately proves that we knew too much. But like I said, these are still these are still vague enough hints and we could still ultimately see that these aren't really playing uh, that these aren't really exactly what they they look like or there's going to be so much more to discover then i'm good with it and it's not like I, I i don't i didn't walk away from this trailer feeling like i absolutely know what all of this is i still don't there still is enough mystery for me and ultimately mystery can't be what this show 
relies on anyway, because anything that relies on exclusively on mystery or too much on mystery for its storytelling value, well, then it's not as good uh, after the first viewing, because after the first viewing, you know what happened and you know the answers to all of the various riddles that are going to be laid out here in this series. So it still has to be interesting and fascinating enough with the way it all unravels that it's great to go back and watch it all unravel over and over and over again. And so that's really where, I mean, overall, my impression of this trailer, it actually is very, very positive. I know I've started with the criticisms, but that's so I could uh, get that out of the way and get into what we're seeing here. And it is just utterly fascinating. Like, this is so different, not just different for the sake of the MCU, but this is different respective of anything else that I've ever seen. I mean, I can't really point to a series or movie or anything that this really uh, reminds me of in any major sort of way. Like, there's just nothing that's quite like this. And I am so, uh, I'm just so impressed by it. I am so fascinated by it. I can't wait to actually sit down week yeah. by week uh, and watch uh, and watch this series. Now, um, as far as the Mind Stone thing, I don't know what that is. I mean, I, I think, I don't necessarily think she's imagining it, but this is something we've speculated about before, is that if her powers come from the Mind Stone, that she might be able to maybe not create the entire Mind Stone, but that that's the exact same as the one that was destroyed. But what she might be able to do is synthesize one. You know, she might be able to make one, because we've talked about Vision being different when he comes back. Well, if it's not the same Mind Stone, and it doesn't have all of the same properties, it just has most of the same properties then that could point to uh, changes for Vision as a character. That would be really interesting to see, not just in this series, but potentially for subsequent appearances for Vision later on down the line. So that's something, when I saw that Mind Stone sequence, that was really impressive and also really just created a lot more questions about what exactly that's going to be. Um, And I'm also wondering how exactly she's able to do it. Is it her powers or is she... Is she actually able to like reassemble the Mind Stone? Because even though, I mean, Thanos, the way he put it, said they're, he, they were atomized. They're reduced to atoms. Well, they still exist. It's just that would mean that the Infinity Stone still exists, but in just very, 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 very small particles that maybe Wanda is able to put back together. Uh, I'm not really sure. But however she does it, um, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting thing to see how exactly that affects Vision. I don't think... I don't think it's going to be that she's just made a new Mind Stone and Vision is completely back to normal and, you know, nothing changes because that's not the most interesting version of that. I think you do want to see things kind of shift. Um, but another thing that was that was interesting was when uh, when Monica Rambeau shows up, she doesn't know when Wanda says, who are you? And she doesn't know. I think that's a very interesting thing, interesting thing because Monica Rambeau has to exist outside of this. We already know she exists outside of this. She's not born of this reality. We already saw her as a child, of course, but we saw her in Captain Marvel. So she's from the outside coming in. And that points to some idea where it, like when Monica is going into this reality, that it's not something where she's just going undercover and being part of the, you know, being part of the manipulation. It's that when she goes in, like she forgets who she is. She doesn't know who she is and what exactly her role is there. And that points to another kind of weird effect of this reality uh, that I thought was uh, that I thought was interesting. And I don't know exactly what it means. So and that and I keep going back to that point. I don't know. I still don't know what all of this means. 
they've pointed us down a, a couple of different paths for what the, what might be going on here. Then, and I hope I hope they haven't shown us too. I hope it doesn't ultimately prove to have shown us too much. But right now, I still feel like there's more than enough mystery to this series, and I just I really can't wait to learn more and more about this show. And I I still get the sense that this is going to be a show where week to week our idea of what this show is can shift uh, and can actually change quite a bit. And I'm all for that. And I love the idea of week by week, us not being able to kind of get our, you know, just when we feel like our feet are, are back on the ground, uh, that we're knocked right off of them. And uh, we, we have no idea what's going, what's going to happen next. I, I think WandaVision is just going to be an absolute blast for six weeks on Disney Plus. I can't wait. Well, it's weird, Sean, because when I'm watching this, I honestly forget it's a TV series. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I think I keep thinking it's a TV movie, but no, 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 it's a series. Like it's going to be a developing mystery as we go on. And like you kind of, when you said, I can't wait to break this in every week. I'm like, I can't wait to talk to you about this every week. Yeah. <laughs> so this will be, this will be so much fun. Like it's, we've never had, well, we've had like the Netflix stuff, but it, it obviously, but that's only been you know, binge watching and yeah. all and that's and then talking about a whole season rather than one episode. Yeah. And then we did that for Agents of Shield, but let's be real, Agents of Shield didn't have the meat that this show is gonna have. Correct. And and so that's really exciting for me is that we get to break this down and speculate because I I love that about the Mandalorian and that we can I can with my Star Wars fans and the saga continues, just go and break down everything and speculate because it's fun it's so much fun to talk about what what we anticipate for the next week that's the that's the beauty i think what game of thrones uh i I only say that only because of this it's the most recent like uh besides the mandalorian this epic you know franchise kind of uh show that everyone with you know water cooler topic etc etc uh to talk about so it's really exciting we're going to be getting this and we get to talk about it and anticipate every week with for marvel and going back to the infinity stone thing i have to it just came to me because we were talking about before we we recorded for everyone kind of knows we can obviously me and sean talk a long time before we start recording but uh we were talking a little bit about just you know Wanda and, and everything and and I remember talking about how they retconned her in the comics as a inhuman and that was you know whatever and that's still something I reject completely but it started got it started to get me thinking a little bit what if this creation of the stone is actually going to be confirmation that she's not created by the infinity stone but be, right. by her trying to create this Maybe it's not she's not able to recreate it because it doesn't come from her. And maybe she'll figure out through all this, your power doesn't come from the stone. You were born with this power. The stone only. And that to me. Yeah, the stone unlocked it, but it was already there. And I think, honestly, that's because now the show, the show was already in development when they already had the the sale to Disney uh, or to sale from to Fox. So I feel that. Or it's, it was pretty much our, you know, a done deal at that point or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. So I think that this, you know, and we already know that Kevin Feige announced something like that back in this uh, San Diego Comic-Con, you know, X-Men's coming. Like he made, made those comments, like just kind of offhand, obviously, at the very end. But they're all coming. And I'm wondering that if this is the first thing, the first shoe to drop of mutants being mentioned in, in, in fact that. Agatha maybe will be that that conduit and also realizing that she is a mutant or exactly like he said, 
unlocked her powers or maybe they unlocked a different portion of her powers. And so there's a lot of different ways you could do this. And I think the creation of the Infinity Stone could be a way of of doing that. Because think about this. If she was pure Infinity Stone and she was able to recreate it, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe she still can't. I don't know. But going from my what you were saying, it's what does that mean? You could almost say that if she was it wasn't created from the Infinity Stone and then she was a mutant, that stone just by nature would, pro- would probably not be as powerful as the real thing. But if she was born or created from that or, you know, obviously her powers came from the Infinity Stone, I would assume they'd be as powerful and be, and be able to recreate it. So I feel that that could be the loophole they do when they create this. Whatever that means is that the fact she's not truly from the Infinity Stone, but it's actually from she's a mutant that's not as powerful. Therefore, it won't have the same impact as the real thing would would have. So just uh, just food for thought. Yeah, I definitely think that we're going down this this path of Wanda not necessarily getting her powers from the Mind Stone, but the Mind Stone kind of tapping into those powers and unlocking them for her. Because I think that, and I don't know if that means mutant, if it means something else. I think Agnes is aware of Wanda's past somehow, because I think that's Mm -hmm. why Agnes is here anyway. And I think that's why Agnes is the one asking these questions and kind of, you know, clearly manipulating Wanda somewhat in this reality. And I think Agnes knows the truth, or at least some of the truth, but this is already baked into the MCU canon, which I know is something we've we've mentioned before, but just to call it back for a second, in Avengers Age of Ultron, they establish that there were a bunch of people that you know, Von Strucker and everybody else, uh, Dr. List, that they experimented on with the Mind Stone and they all died except for two, except for the twins, Wanda and her brother Pietro. Like, that was it. So that already points to something special was already within them. And that special thing could be the mutant gene. I mean, that is still something that's on the table. And I don't know if that's something that Kevin Feige and, and Joss Whedon, who wrote Age of Ultron, I don't know if that was something that they planned for at the time. Because, I mean, they couldn't have known when they were making Age of Ultron that they were going to that the Fox deal was going to happen. But maybe it was something that they intentionally left open ended because you never know what will happen. And maybe we'll be able to do something with this one day. But that little opening has been there all along. And now WandaVision provides the perfect opportunity to explore it. And the Fox deal means everything's on the table as far as mm-hmm. what they can use as an explanation behind Wanda's powers and I think this is part of what's going to make this series so great is it's really going to explore what makes Wanda Maximoff so special. And I, I think we've been able to see quite a bit of that in the MCU, but now we can know even more and that she was special before she was taken and experimented on with the Mind Stone. As I said, it, it unlocked something. It didn't create that something that mm-hmm. was already there uh, within her. And it's just another part of the big mystery and, and all the different mysteries to unravel in this series. But as I said before, it's not even so much about relying on the mystery and the surprises. It's about how we get there and uh, because that's what's going to make it rewatchable. And, and this is a series I, I hope I want to rewatch over and over again, as I typically do with MCU stories. So uh, I do believe, though, that's going to happen. This looks like just the coolest thing and the, one of the most original and just different things 
that I've ever seen, and I I can't believe that we get this, and I'm I'm so happy that it is so close, uh, and yeah, I, I just can't wait until we get to that point, uh, Paul, where you and I are talking about this uh, week week to week. It's something we haven't really ha- been able to do with the MCU uh, as far as a, having a new chapter of a story for several weeks in a row. Uh, yeah, we had Agents of Shield as you mentioned, not the same as this. This is definitely no. on a completely different level. And uh, I, I just I, I can't wait for it. I am so excited for January 15th and then also January 16th or whatever day it is we record our, our first uh, WandaVision episode breakdown. Uh, it's just it's going to be the best time. I, I think this is going to and it's also going to be, you know, as this being kind of the first chapter of several podcasts we're going to be having about the investor day, you know, this this series with WandaVision it looks so incredible, and yet it's just the beginning of this new era for Marvel Studios with Disney Plus, and of course being back in theaters as well eventually. Uh, and it's it's going to get this new era off to the best possible start, and it's going to send, I think, a really important message. I mean, nothing nothing against the first three phases of the MCU and the Infinity Saga. I love it as much as anyone does, and I think as highly of it as anyone does. Uh, I it's I absolutely adore it, but I also think that when you have something that ends in such a spectacular fashion as the Infinity Saga did, culminating in Infinity War and Endgame, that if you're going to have a successful new era, it can't just be, let's go back to a new beginning and start over again. You've got to keep pushing boundaries and you've got to keep evolving. And that is something that really seems to be happening based on these series that we're seeing particularly with WandaVision and with WandaVision being so different from anything else in the MCU or anywhere else for that matter. I think that really points to, uh, you know, sends that message loud and clear to the audience that it's still the MCU in terms of the quality that you can expect and the the quality of the character work, the storytelling, the the effects, everything that you might expect from the MCU. All of that stuff is still going to be there, plus a whole lot more. Um, and so I just I'm I'm so ready for January 15th. I am ready for this new phase of the MCU to begin. And that was just the beginning of our coverage of Disney Investor Day 2020 and all that Marvel Studios shared with us during that incredible presentation. We will be back with another episode this week in which we will be breaking down the trailer for The Falcon, The Winter Soldier. But that's not your next opportunity to hear us talking about Disney Investor Day. There's another opportunity on our Patreon because we have Patreon credit scenes that we add on to some of these episodes of MCU Fan Show, where we discuss an additional topic that may or may not be related to what we discussed on the show. But you heard us in this episode talking about some of the business aspects of the Disney Investor Day as it relates specifically to Marvel Studios. So that is available via a Patreon credit scene. And if you want to sign up for the Patreon where we have exclusive podcasts that are not available anywhere else, you can do so at patreon.com slash Sean Gerber. That's patreon.com slash S-E-A-N-G-E-R-B-E-R. We don't just have exclusive podcasts, though, via our Patreon. We have an exclusive Discord community where we're talking about Marvel every single day. And we also now have a monthly MCU fan trivia night. We had the first one back in November. We have another one coming up this month, December 2020. And because we've already had one MCU fan trivia night, we also had our first winner, our first champion, Robert, won our trivia night in November. We'll see if Robert will be able to hold on to that crown in December, but hopefully you'll be able to make it as well. And speaking of our Patreon, I have some folks to thank. Thank you very much to Lexi A., Aaron K., Joshua V., Christopher C., and Cameron B., 
Thank you very much for supporting our Patreon and allowing us to create extra podcasts and also have extra fun events like the MCU Fan Trivia Night. And for more information on our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash Sean Gerber. And if you want to keep following the show, please do that in the places you can. MCU Fan Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to follow us individually, you can do so. Paul is at Herman22 with two N's, a.k.a. P-Thug on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Mr. Sean Gerber on Twitter and Instagram. So for Paul, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening to MCU Fan Show. We'll see you next time. 